Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I'm the worship pastor at Compass Point. And with me again today are both Paul and Brad. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks. I'm doing good too. Good to uh, be here together. All three of us having a conversation today. Excellent. Yeah. And if you notice weird lag here, this is just the joys of Zoom, right? Sometimes we don't know if we're going to talk over each other, but this is going to be a great conversation. Um, This last Sunday, we wrapped up uh, the series called On Mission, kind of challenging us to think about what is God's mission and how are we doing it. And we did it in a little bit of a different way, right? Um, it wasn't kind of a traditional sermon. Paul, you introduced stuff, but you and Brad crafted this thing together and brought together a bunch of people with a bunch of really different but the missional stories and ways that God's moving in their life. Um the things that God is doing through them and, and we interviewed them over Zoom because, well, pandemic. Yeah. Um Really, yeah. really great. So, talk to me a little bit. Why did why did we do this? Why did we uh, want to wrap the series up this way? Uh, Brad, tell me. Yeah, I mean, it will, the the how to question is always a challenging one because living a life on mission is to be authentic and real and looks different for different people. And it's not about a system or a step one, two, three. It's about a uh, having your eyes up and aware of what the spirit's doing, and then engaging in an authentic way, and uh, and so to, to the best way to kind of get a picture of what that looks like is to hear stories, hear how it's played out in other people's lives. It's not to uh, not for us to try to you know lay out a plan as much to, to to encourage and inspire by hearing how it's working in other people's lives. So it was quite intentional, and we we enjoyed getting to to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also frankly, you don't need like. You know, as pastors, we are in a completely different sort of space, right? And and oftentimes, you know, when we have these conversations, we don't want to just tell our stories and, and because people might say, oh, well, that's different. You know, you went to Bible college, you did this, you've done all of these things. And what we were trying to help people understand is that this is for everybody and it's actually not that daunting. It's, you know, it's a, and you know, what I really was impressed by, by these, these conversations was just the simplicity of saying yes to the first step and then mm. seeing where it went from there. And I love the, you know, and we collected lots of stories. People shared all kinds of different stories uh, through email and we're so thankful for that. And people can keep them sending, like keep sending them, let us know because we, yeah. we love to hear these stories and we will use them uh, as, as appropriate down the road. You know, we may not use it right away or it may just, we may come back to you later, but um, hearing these stories is inspiring. And I love the fact that, you know, Wesley Romulus, you know, has this, uh, you know, basically has the, he was in Haiti for his own business, his own work and, uh, uh, people from a place in, in Haiti that he had never heard of, even though he grew up there, um, came to him and said, help. And he said, sure. Like, I mean, who does that? And, and that led yeah. to, you know, 10 years of an engagement and, you know, and all kinds of building projects and, and, and struggles, but also, you know, really great stories of God acting that's pretty cool. But then you also have someone on the other hand where, you know, Greg Weeks was in a small group with Brad and, and, or sorry, in the alpha program. And Brad asked the question, you know, would anybody like to start a small group? And he's like, okay, sure. And look where it led to. It it led to him, you know, having these conversations with brand new Christians in really cool ways. Anyways, it's, it's all awesome. It's, it's so amazing to hear when people say yes to those initial steps and then let, let God do, you know, what's, what's, what's next. Yeah. And I, I mean, I loved hearing uh, all of the stories, you know, and, and you say, you know, Wesley just kind of responded with yes. And Greg responded yes. And and obviously if you've listened to those stories, that's where they got. Part of what I loved is actually their first responses was like, mm, maybe not. 
right? Like Greg was like, I'm probably too busy for this, but maybe, you know, and now he's, he's taking it on. And I just think, yeah, that to me, that resonates. Cause usually when things come my way, I'm like, well, maybe not, maybe I've got enough on my plate. And I, I love that prompt to, to dig in a little and to keep going and to, to say yes, um, instead of no, Brad, talk to me a little bit. Um, what for you of these stories, what really resonated personally? What did you find inspiring in your own life? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm good friends with, uh, Tara Bentley and her husband, Dave. And, and, uh, I, I just love the way they see the world and, and mm-hmm. they're really inspirational to me. Like they just simple things like let's build a walkway that's big enough to put a couple chairs and have our coffee out. Like let's just yeah. live on our, in our front yard instead of our backyard. And, and, uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm constantly hearing stories from her about just authentically engaging with her neighbors, not, not, um, for anything more than she's called to love and care for them, and she's, and then she'll end up having you know conversations about Jesus, about things that are important to her, about uh, faith and her family, and uh, I, I was just really inspired at the simplicity, but the incredible intentionality of of everything they do. I, I was, um, yeah, really inspired by that, and and uh, want to kind of kind of be a little bit more like that in in my life in my neighborhood. And cool. my sphere of influence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all, all such great, great stories. Um, why, you know, ending, ending this series with stories. Um, l- let me ask as you, as you were planning this series and praying about it and thinking about it, um, did we go where you thought we'd go? Is this, is this where you wanted to go in the series? Uh, has anything surprised you even as we've spent the four weeks here and in hearing the stories? Uh, and I just want to say, Paul said, you know, keep sending your stories in and we'll use them when we can. And that's absolutely true. Uh, even if you've got stories you don't want shared, you're not sure about, um, we're glad to keep stuff confidential, but we actually love to be able to hear those things and to bear witness to them and to celebrate them with you. Um, but back to the question, uh, and, and I'll start with Brad again. Um, did this, yeah, anything surprising about the series or did we go where you wanted to or people's responses? What, yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of unfolded a, a, a little bit to, as the plan was laid out, but, but also a little bit not like we, we right from square one, we wanted to make sure that everybody recognized their own calling and their own uh, calling to this incredible mission and, and understood how good the good news is. And then both kind of understood that it can look reactive as in the Holy Spirit's doing something around you and you see it and you respond and react to what he's up to and you say yes like those stories we heard but it can also be proactive it can also be intentional it can also be I'm going to build a walkway in my front yard um, because I think that'll give me greater chance to meet my neighbors and and um, and so we we kind of had those things laid out but it always goes a little bit a little bit different than than you you think um, yeah. I was reminded um of the the book that um, Bill Hybels wrote several years ago, just walk across the room. He talks about living in 3D and developing friendships, discovering stories, and discerning next steps. Mm. And so, to some degree, we t- touched on sort of those those things: uh, developing friendships, discovering stories, and discerning next steps. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. What about you, Paul? Uh, how did you feel yeah, about the I, series I, as it came together? I, I would say the the biggest difference was like so we recognize the limitations of the pandemic, and so when we got went into this, we were thinking, okay, how can we talk about mission, but not overwhelm people, but not you know kind of you know take a back seat? Like how do we kind of walk this line? And I think that a lot of our conversation at the beginning was we want to make sure that everybody knows that they're called. And we want we want to uh, give people the how, right? That's what Brad had already talked about. 
but I think what surprised me was, um, I guess, I guess, and, and maybe I'll, I'll, you know, just say this was a learning of mine. Um, mm. the reminder that like, you know, when you choose to follow Jesus, you're committing your life to something bigger than yourself. When you commit yourself to Jesus, you're committing yourself to being a representative of his and his kingdom. And so that doesn't take time off because of other things that are going on. And I remember, you know, we asked a question of, uh, Tara in the interview and, and we asked her, you know, what would you say to someone who was busy? And, you know, I thought her response would be, you know, there's there's lots of things that are going on in our lives and we can just make sure that we take these little steps. But she actually went a slightly different way. She hmm. said she didn't want the busyness of her life to drown out the Holy Spirit. And and I think that that's a good reminder for all of us that, yes, we're busy and we definitely want to be sensitive to the fact that we're in a pandemic and things have changed but that doesn't stop us from living on mission. And because because living on mission is not something that you add to your life. It's something, it's who you are. And so it becomes kind of, it becomes easier for us to, to do this as you get moving on it, right? And mm-hmm. so anyways, what I'm trying to say is that for me, I think that we went into this talking about, okay, it needs to be about preparation. Let's not push too much. But then we realized as we got into these stories that God's doing some really cool things right in the middle of the pandemic And why am I surprised by that? Like God always does these kind of things. And so I think for us, the reminder was, um, you know, there, this is the perfect time because any time is the perfect time to be living on mission. There really isn't a wait until later or do it now or whatever. So that, that to me was a bit of a change, but, um, you know, and you know, it probably shouldn't be a surprise, but in some ways it was. Yeah, that was, that was great. Um, how has this series impacted you per, uh, personally? Um, as we've been thinking about, like, I know we've, we've been talking about this. We've been talking about it as a staff even, and kind of reflecting on, on these opportunities in our own lives. But are, are you come the end of this? Um, are you leaning into anything with kind of a renewed passion or excitement or intentionality? Um, as we, as we think about living on mission, are you engaging with your neighbors differently? Um, you know, obviously our hope is that, that everyone would learn something and be able to apply it. But um, I feel like often us as pastors, it's easy to kind of be like, well, yeah, we'll just keep doing our thing. We're already doing this stuff. But um, what I, I, every time I, I preach or teach on something, I, I find I've got some new nugget and new way to live it out. So, so Brad, what's, uh, what's different in your life now than it was a month ago? Yeah, this series has really renewed my passion. I think at different seasons of my life, I've been, I've been better at being on mission in my, in my neighborhood specifically and uh, yeah. honestly, the the pandemic has taken a little bit of the wind out of the sails with being, you know, home more and not not out and engaged the same way. And it's kind of renewed my sure. passion to to connect with my neighbors, to spend more time in my in my front front yard. And um, you know, I have a group of guys that I used to get together with once a month for breakfast. And uh, you know, we're we're trying to figure out how to do that again uh, now that we can have five mm. people together outside. And so it's kind of reignited a, f- a few things uh, for me. And it's broadened my perspective. I, I love um, I love that it can be saying yes to a direct ask, or it can be you know building a walkway out front, or it can be you know starting a, a, a parenting coaching thing online. It can just it's just yeah it's just encouraged and inspired me to to get out there and you know metaphorically and and literally practice what we preach. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love you. Keep bringing this walkway up, and I'm I'm completely with you here, Brad. Um, uh, one of the things. 
so if, if you're an avid listener of podcasts at all, uh, you probably are familiar with a podcast called 99% Invisible, which is all about design. And it's, it's specifically about things like sidewalks and urban planning. And uh, my wife, who, who did a degree in urban social geography, we, we love it, love listening to it. But even that through this series, um, you know, it's taken on a new kind of missional lens, right? Because things like design do matter. Um, what our front porch looks like, what our gardens look like, they can, they influence, all of these things influence how we interact with people. And I think that's such a cool uh, learning. It's not, yeah, for me, it's just this reminder that it's not this like burdensome, like you must now go and and quote John 3.16 to people, but like find ways to engage with people and meet them where they're at and and then listen to the Holy Spirit and have these conversations when they come up. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think a part of it is just a, is just a fostering that curiosity to, yeah. to genuine curiosity about the people around you, what they're, what's going on in their life, what do they think about, what, are, you know, what drives them, what's frustrating them, that kind of stuff. And I, I, uh, I, I love, I love the way that's top of some people's mind. They're just curious to get to know people, and then, and then to watch for what the spirit might be doing through that relationship, and to, mm. to be obedient in whatever the next step might be. Yeah, I think you shared, Brad, about some uh, some people that you knew that put some money into their budget for missional living. And in the sense, they were so intentional about that. And I think for me, that one of the conversations that I found really interesting is that, um, you know, my wife and I are doing some work in our backyard. And so it's caused us to ask the question, you know, how do we want to use our backyard? What's the what is the purpose of it? Like and and so it's mm. it's not just about sort of in the moment responding to people that are in front of us. It's also about thinking forward and being strategic and saying, OK, you know what, like, um, you know, I'm going to build something in my backyard. What's the point? You know, how could I use it for God's glory um, in a kind of a cool way? And so for us, it's changing the way that we're thinking about it. Like, rather than only have seating for four around a fire pit, for instance, I should have seating for more than that, because this isn't just about our family. It's about, you know, being inclusive and, and mm-hmm. engaging with our community. So a lot of those kind of things, you know, when you talk about design, is kind of interesting how that comes into play. Yeah. 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 And I'm aware in our conversation that there's there's a, a subset of people listening who live in apartments or mm-hmm. uh, you know or or have different living arrangements where where uh, you know the whole talk of front yard and backyard is you know maybe not uh, applicable. But the beauty about this and the reason we wanted to tell stories in this final week is because it looks different for different people. And so mm-hmm. you know maybe you, your eyes just need to open up about who's in the elevator or who's on the floor or what opportunities there are within the structure of the building you live in to to serve and to get to know more people or um yeah it's just it just came to came to mind that that there's a there's a subset who who uh for whom this will look uh different and that's great um, because we're all unique people and if i could jump in there too the other thing you know so megan jackson shared some things that were really interesting and we haven't really got into her story as much Mm -hmm. but one of the things she talked about she said that you know when something amazing happens to you you know, you can't just keep that to yourself, right? So again, so in the same way that we think about design and say, hey, maybe there's a bigger purpose here. How could I use this in a different way? Um, or when we go on to a, you know, a sports team or whatever, we could ask the same question. Okay, well, what's in front of me? But I think also we can think about our own experiences and not just experience them personally. So for instance, um, you know, uh, Megan went through an experience that was very, very difficult, came out of it on the other side, you know, asked for help, found that help, 
and came to a conclusion that she just had to share that with others. And I think that's mm. really brilliant because she she didn't just say, oh, I'm glad that that helped me and my family and I'm good and now we're going to be fine. She said, oh, this is really good news. I want to share it with other people. And I think that's at the essence of what Living Missionally is really all about, recognizing how good the good news is and then can't wait, you know, we want to share it with others. And that's where we start to get creative around things. So I, I you know, I, I really love that too. Yeah, uh, I think that's... Yeah, there's so much, so much good creativity. Um, let me ask a practical question, and I'll, I'll again, I'll throw this to Brad. Um, someone, say, someone has listened to these messages and uh, is finding in themselves a new burden for something that's even beyond just uh, engaging with their neighbors. Um, I actually had a conversation last week with someone who was saying, you know, man, modern day slavery is a thing, uh, and it exists even in our backyard. What can I do? How do I get involved? How do I talk to someone at the church? Is there, you know, what for someone like that? Because I think a lot of this missional stuff, um, for me, I think there are tie-ins with with the work of justice and the work of mission, obviously. Um, but yeah. but even kind of these bigger ideas that may be beyond ourselves personally, do we shelve them and kind of wait for the Holy Spirit to prompt us? Or is there a way to come to someone like you? Is there, what, what do we do with those? I mean, I would think the first step is to... to to open yourself up to larger Christian community, to the church, whether it's pastors or people in your small group and say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Like, you know, this is something that's been on my heart and, and uh, to, to start listening and to start, um, you know, having the conversation and, and yeah, maybe there's some formal way to engage in some of the larger injustices we see in the world, or, or maybe it's uh, smaller, simpler things around some of the injustices right around you. And uh, so I think, yeah, I mean, I would I would welcome anybody who's who's got sort of a burden God's laid on their heart, but doesn't have any idea uh, what to do with that to uh, to talk to me or talk to Paul or any one of our staff and have that conversation and and we can pray with you and and you know maybe the Holy Spirit will open up sort of the next the next step or the the door or or work through conversation with other Christians to, to come up with creative ideas or um, you know things to try. I love what Greg said on uh, on Sunday. He said, "You know, I I threw it out there that let's meet together as a small group." And like everybody said, "Yes." So I kind of just say, "Okay." So I guess we're doing this, and you know, close my eyes and take a leap. It was like, <laughs> you, know, you know, okay, I guess yeah. we're in. And and I think sometimes it's just risking and trying something and seeing what happens. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I and I would say too, like this idea of like what got the passions that you have that are in you that are in line with what God is doing in the world are things that we need to pay attention to because in many ways they're unique to you. Right. And so, you know, I think it's, I think that this, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's called like a holy discontent. It's this, uh, it's been described that way before. It's this, it's this thing that's kind of churning inside you. Um, so, you know, let me give you an example is, um, you know, years ago I started, uh, going through the aero program. I ended up, uh, in a relationship with a, with a guy named Jim Reese and Jim is the, um, has now passed away. Uh, he was the, uh, the founder of Christian horizons and having conversations with him, it's developed in my heart, a real love for people with disabilities and, and a passion to see how the church can engage with people who, um, who have disabilities. And so, the so the question you would say is okay well how far you've gone or what have you done with that or whatever well i mean i've been open to conversations that lead in that direction um i keep i've been praying about it 
And when someone comes to me and says, hey, I've got this idea, I always listen and pay closer attention because it begins to line up with where God's been leading me. Um, you know, small steps that I've taken in terms of, you know, informing myself, getting engaged with Christian Horizons, or sorry, um, uh, community living in our community and Christian Horizons as well, uh, to know how those kinds of, uh, you know, what are some of the difficulties and challenges that are faced and those kinds of things. So what I would say is that you don't have to, um, you know, eat the elephant in one bite. Uh, you know, sometimes this holy discontent sits around and it hangs out in your life for a long time and you may never know how long. Um, uh, I wouldn't say sit back and do nothing though. I'd write it down and start exploring around the edges and find places where you can start plugging in. And, um, yeah. and you know, I, I really believe uh, very, um, I, I believe that God will open doors to you that um, that might surprise you. And often I find that, you know, God's working uh, especially in cool ways in the surprises. Um, that's how I, I've seen it happen. Yeah. And I, I, I was reminded talking to a friend this last week again, um, God does want to surprise us and he wants to move in these ways. Uh, but often, often we don't, we don't pray like he's going to, um, we don't, we've got these crazy ideas and we think, well, that's crazy. And I know for myself, I'm just kind of, I shelve it. I think, well, that's not possible. Uh, and I don't, I don't bring it to God. I don't, you know, and, and even that small act. So I would, I would just encourage people if you, even as you've been hearing this, um, yeah, it, if there's a big thing going on, if, if God is stirring something in you that you think, I have no idea how that would even work. Um, just bring it to him and say, God, I have no idea how this would work. Um, so I'm giving it back to you. Uh, but like, yeah, lead me in this. I think that's so, so helpful. Yeah, and I think, uh, and and I know we're coming to the end of this, but I I, I do want to you know bring us back to where uh, Brad spoke about a couple of weeks ago about you know allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. And I told the story about Peter and how you know he had this crazy dream, and then um, and then all of a sudden these guys show up at the door. He didn't go down to the door and then try to control the situation from the get go. Like he didn't go to them and say, okay, you know, like I'm driving and here's where we're going and all this kind of stuff, and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. What he said was. Uh, I think I'm your guy. Where are we going? Mm. Like, yeah. and I think that's a posture that is different, especially when we come to those passions that are really big. Um, and a guy like Wesley exemplified that really well, you know, huge thing in front of him. And he said, okay, I'm available. I'm willing. And, and yeah. allowed the, the speed at which he, he responded to be in line with the Holy Spirit's leading rather than trying to like grab it and do it and fix it and make it happen. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I really want to say you have to be so careful here. I am not suggesting that you sit back and wait and do nothing. I am suggesting that you constantly take steps forward. But I almost feel like it's that it's that step by step, um, you know, kind of uh, with well, uh, uh, a well-known um, actually Blue Origin. I'm a space geek uh, has a has a saying that's a step by step ferociously. Mm. And, and I think that's the way that we need to be living our lives when it comes to living missionally is take those steps. Don't sit back, but don't try to take control or figure it all out because sometimes this is bigger than you. But um, I think it's pretty amazing to know that God will use you. And um, and so the, the journey is an amazing journey. So enjoy the ride. Love it. Brad, any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, I, I mean, I would just say I'm, I'm, uh, I've been inspired by, by this series and reminded that I am, I am personally called to a big and incredible mission. And I have been, 
uh, gifted with knowing a good news that's really, really good. And, um, and I am going to be more intentional about reflecting on how that plays out in my life and more aware of living life with my head up and, and uh, sitting in my front yard and watching for opportunities that the spirit brings and then taking those, those little steps, you know, um, if I feel his prompting, taking a little step, having a conversation, you know, starting to experiment on the edges um, of the injustice that God's given me a passion for. And uh, yeah, so it's been inspirational for me. I hope it's been inspirational for those who've been a part of it. And, uh, you know, this is something um, very important and close to my heart and close to our heart as a church. And uh, hopefully we'll have more opportunity to talk about this, um, you know, in the days and weeks and months and years ahead. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for listening along. Uh, We'll be back next week with more Postscript. 